0: We've all been there. We've generated a report from a MarTech tool that makes us look good by showing how many likes and comments the latest Instagram or LinkedIn post got. And for a while, the novelty did matter. But as marketing has evolved and buying habits have changed, our education of what modern marketing is should evolve with it. Hello again, Blythe Brumley with digitaldispatch.io. And our main topic for this week's episode is creating a marketing report that CEOs won't hate. Because with shrinking marketing budgets and the pressure from the C-suite, it's never been more important for marketers to know what's driving revenue, but also be able to explain efforts in a way that the C-suite understands. Of course, if you still have questions, drop me a link on the website or in Slack, and I'll do my best to get it answered in a future show because these types of reports are ever evolving. But until then, take a listen, and I hope you all enjoy. to our first topic because it's one that I'm really passionate about. It's one that I've actually been guilty of, of doing in the past is generating a marketing report and thinking that was the end of what I needed to do. I create content, I develop the report, I send it off to the C-suite and that's the end of what I have to do as far as my as mar- as far as my marketing skills and, and my marketing uh, job set that I, or my job responsibilities of what I'm providing to the C-suite. But there's a new study from a behavioral targeting platform called Bango that shows us essentially that digital marketing metrics is failing to impress the boardroom. The company polled more than 200 CEOs and of that group, 55% said that they thought that digital marketing metrics were meaningless if they aren't directly associated with sales. Now, two big reasons of why this is happening is that executive teams don't know the true metrics of the marketing data that they should be following in today's world. And then another big reason is marketers who've been conditioned and taught by MarTech companies on what they should value, which is conveniently usually what the tech solution solves for. So we have to sort of Reorganize our, our thought process around just marketing in general and the ultimate value driven that we're, or the value driven stats that we're going to derive from the efforts that we're putting out into the world and then the reports that generate that, that show off what we're actually doing. Because I think that there's still a lot of confusion around. So in this show, we're going to break down just some more clarity around what we should be doing and the stats that will prove the value of that from a business case point. So out of that company of polling or Bango polling more than 200 CEOs, let's go to our next graphic from that study because it's, it's, uh, it's just going to get worse from here. Let's just put it that way. So 65% of CEOs are not interested in likes. 75% 75% aren't interested in retweets, and 65, 66% aren't interested in impressions. Now, a lot of these different stats are are essentially a, you know, the big, the big takeaway is that you just shouldn't include these in any of your reports. You shouldn't really care about how many likes that something gets, that that how many retweets something gets. You, your executive team won't care, so you shouldn't care. What you need to do in your marketing mix is should be driving sales qualified opportunities that now each, each business will define a sales qualified opportunity a little bit differently. But the ethos around that is, is that you want people coming to your website and you want them converting and everything else is just should add to the mix of driving that ultimate business case result. So the rest of those stats, like likes and retweets, those are largely meaningless unless users are converting on those key impact pages, like requesting a quote or booking a demo and, and other aspects, those key business decisions that are happening on your website. And there's really only one or two cases of that, of that happening on your site is somebody making a purchase or is is signaling that they want to make a purchase. Now, the next graphic we're going to show you from this study is a little bit trickier because to me, this is where patience and deep understanding of your customer comes into play. Anytime you start a new marketing mix, and when I say marketing mix, I mean different campaigns. If you're going to start a podcast, if you're going to start publishing to this new social media account, if you're going to revive a current social media account, that's considered your marketing mix that is designed with an effort to educate your customers so that ultimately, when they're ready to make a buying decision, that they're coming to you and they're making that decision. So 77% of CEOs expect that for marketing to have a measurable impact on their business's bottom line. Now, it it won't resonate with your audience. Anytime you start a new marketing mix, it's not going to resonate with your audience unless you have a deep understanding of them, which is why interviews with your customers are so very important. A few shows back, we had Caitlin Burgoyne on the show, and she talked about creating these customer clarity call sheets, which is essentially a method for interviewing your customer in order to get to the meat and potatoes of, of what you uh, of what those trigger points are before somebody makes a decision to to make to to buy something from you. And this could be the the book a demo, the request a quote, um, even purchasing a product on your site if you have that ability on your site to do so. All of these things are driving purchasing decisions, but you need to understand the customer at a deeper level in order to create those campaigns, create that messaging that's really going to resonate with them. Now, this next graphic is this one kind of ties closely in with the next image I'm going to show. So assuming we have buy-in from the executive team that we're going to revamp things in the way that we handle our marketing mix by starting with the customer interviews, because this will allow us to clearly define our, what's called a firmographic ICP an ideal customer profile. Then we're going to redefine what our sales strategies are because CEOs top, top Objectives for marketers is to get new customers, to increase profits and to have sales led or sales lead generation. All of those things are driving business decisions and can be done in a digital environment. But we won't know how to do any of that without the customer interviews on a regular basis. Think monthly, think quarterly, talking to, if you can talk to customers that have just started the onboarding cycle or talk to customers who got close and then ultimately decided to go with another company. That's where you can get some real valuable insight and real valuable, valuable data versus, and that's what would, drive your sales qualified opportunities versus something that's just a sales qualified lead which usually a sales qualified lead is somebody who is downloading an ebook a white paper a case study from your website that doesn't necessarily signal that they're ready to buy that's more of an indication that they're just looking for information so those what usually will happen is that a a marketing team will put together a great case study and then they'll get a bunch of people to download it. They'll maybe put some advertising dollars behind it. And then they get all these leads and it looks fantastic on paper. And then they take these leads and they hand it off to the sales team. And what happens is the sales team starts calling on them immediately after someone downloads that, that white paper, and they're not ready to buy yet. So those leads have a very historically low close rate. And so that's why the sales team and marketing team sort of have historically been at odds with each other is because marketing is thinking that they're doing the, right things and they're creating the right content and that they're getting these leads through the door. It's just the sales team that can't close the deals. Well, that's because they're not ready to buy yet. So as a marketer, it's our job to better understand where these customers are at in the buying cycle so that we're creating sales qualified opportunities. And then everything else that happens before that, the social media marketing, the distribution, the content that we create, that's all pushing ultimately the educational value of what we're providing, the service we're providing, the product we're providing, the different features within that, uh, all of those different things. And ultimately we're educating the customer. Or we're educating the the buyer before they become a customer, or before they become a sales qualified opportunity. And so, don't include if you want to save yourself a lot of grief as a marketer. Don't include you know the, the the people who downloaded a you know a bunch of white papers. Don't include that in the CEO report because those leads are probably not going to close. You need to only be including your sales qualified opportunities because that's where the real value and the real insight is going to shine. But I will say that those case studies and white papers and things like that are still very valuable, they come into play a little bit later on, Um, so we'll dive into that a little bit later on to to measure those types of metrics, but it really should be about driving those reporting that that talks about the sales-qualified opportunities, not leads. So the next graphic is where CEOs need some further education because 59% of CEOs believe that SEO is good at building relationships but not at generating sales. That's because sales don't come from awareness channels and awareness channels are where your buyers go to consume content. They're not ready to buy. So think LinkedIn. Facebook, Instagram, podcast events, whether it's virtual or physical events, um, or maybe a, a hybrid of both. There's also communities, word of mouth. Those are all awareness channels. And what we want to do as a marketer is we want to build and start creating demand and the awareness channels, because then the intent channels are where the measurement of, of success really comes into play. Because in the intent channels where your buyers go to make a buying decision, they go to what you're Selling. So think uh, organic and paid SEO. Um, think review sites like G2, Captera, um, other software advice platforms. Those are the buying intent channels. So 2021 marketing is about creating demand and awareness channels and then capturing demand in the intent channels. So the next one, so that's a little bit of an education. I think it's also a big sort of switch up in our mindset of how we're going to adjust our marketing mix and how we're going to ultimately adjust our marketing reporting. And then it's going to evolve from there based off of the insights that we get from those two things. So the next one is where a lot of us have messed up, including myself. 77% of CEOs don't see digital ads as a key source of new customers' or sales. And that's because they, or perhaps you are, are putting a value behind a channel that is for a aware, awareness, not intent. Just talked about how awareness channels are LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, social media platforms. Those are for awareness about your company and the content and your products and educating the customer or educating the buyer. And then on the intent driven channels is where you want to really measure the success of your conversions. So we need to treat advertising as a way to guarantee distribution of our content, not to generate leads and going into our next graphic. This is really going to sort of break this down a little bit more because during your customer interviews, you'll find out where your audience is hanging out online and that's where you'll need to advertise the content you create. After those interviews are completed. If you're checking out this graphic that we're showing on the screen, it says that the majority of CEOs really over half of the ones that were polled, essentially said that they're going to, they would get rid of all social media advertising because they don't see the value and spending on those platforms. And nine times out of 10, You're looking at advertising as a magic bullet. And that's not the case. I know because I've wasted a lot of money on advertising in the past thinking that I did all of the right things. I I had customer interviews. I had, you know, a a video that I had created and I put some advertising money behind it and that's it. It's just going to work. It's going to convert. I already know my audience, right? I did everything I was supposed to do as a marketer. And it doesn't work that way because advertising is its own beast. It is not a magic bullet for, uh, uh, for every advertising campaign. You should have around 24 variations of that one ad. So think creative, the image that you're using in your advertising? Is it a video? Is it an image carousel? Is it what's the first line of copy? What's the, the CTA of once somebody gets to the landing page? What's the CTA on the advertisement itself? You should have 24 variations of that one ad at least, and then test all of those different variables, all of those different variations within that ad set. And then once you know which one is performing the best, then that's the ad that you run for uh, you know, maybe two to three months and then ad fatigue. Once ad fatigue starts to set in, then you're gonna do that whole process all over again. The reason I know this is because I said, I wasted a lot of money in advertising and it forced me to dive deep into why it didn't work for me. And so these were a lot of the same strategies that I have found that I have implemented and it's so far it's been doing great. And so just keep that in mind that this is an ongoing thing that you have to keep going and you have to prioritize your creative. So hiring a good graphic designer is probably first and foremost of what you need to do. And then also hiring a good copy editor that can take care of the different copy variations of everything you're going to be testing in your product, in your feature, in your, in the service that you're trying to sell in order to attract those buyers in those awareness channel. So using advertising as a way to guarantee distribution of the content that you're creating and the content that you're creating based off of customer interviews. Remember, it's not a magic bullet. So final takeaway, because this graphic is key to the longevity, um, whether you're an in-house marketer or you're working on contract work, the marketing mix you're working on to drive those SQL sales qualified opportunities should look something like this because 77% of CEOs would increase marketing budgets if their activities could be more directly targeted towards those who buy and just sort of to wrap this all up into what we've been discussing this entire time is yes, you should have your entire marketing mix be driven based off of customer interviews. So after those customer interviews, you want to monitor the metrics on your key pages and your key pages are the request a quote. It's a book, a demo. It's, you know, some kind of, you know, get in contact with me because I want to buy your product that those are your key landing pages on your site. So you want to make sure that a people have actually viewed that, that key page. And then you want to make sure that, and these are all metrics that you can add. You know, you, there are a lot of marketing tools out there, a lot of analytics tools out there. Google analytics is free and it can do a lot of these things that I'm, uh, I'm about to discuss, but there's also other tools out there that make it a little bit easier too. a is one of them. That's one that I personally use and love because it makes it a little bit easier to set up some of these goals, but that's a paid solution. Google analytics does a lot of the same things and they do it for free, but these are the metrics that you want to be on, on the lookout for with any of the content that you create, you want to make sure that people are actually viewing the page. And then you want to make sure that they're doing at least a 50% scroll depth on the page. That means that they arrived on the page and they started scrolling and they at least scrolled and looked at at least half of the page. Now you can increase that to 75 or even 90% of the page in order to make sure that your message is resonating. And if they're not resonating, then you can adjust that copy and you can adjust that messaging to better target your, your target audience, but you only get that insight if you have those customer interviews. So a couple more metrics that you want to keep, uh, keep in mind is video plays on those key landing pages. If you have videos on those page, a uh, CTA button conversions uh, with A-B testing, you'd be surprised at just a little switch of the color of the CTA button how much that drives more conversions. We've talked before about different CMS platforms out here, but there there are tools that make AB testing very very easy where you can change the the color of the button, the text of the button. And then you can test that on your audience where 50% of the audience sees maybe the color red on a book, a demo button, and then 50% see the color blue on a book, a demo button. So those two options you can test and see which one converts better. And you go with the one that converts better. So optimizing your landing pages, and then also tracking the demo requests, requests, and sales meetings booked. That is the ultimate goal for any marketer is that you are getting those high qualified leads because you've done your research. You've done your, your, your messaging research. You know how the customer is talking when they're looking to have that problem solved. And then you're adding that to your marketing mix. And then you're making it super easy and clear and concise on the landing pages that you want the customer to arrive to. And once they convert, you're handing those sales qualified opportunities. You're handing those off to the sales department. So hopefully they will close because then that's where you start to really look at the magic of, of how your, how your content is performing and how it's performing on a trending basis and how it's performing on a paid versus organic basis. I usually monitor these about once a quarter and I'll look at paid versus organic. And I'll look at those key stats into how to just sort of better understand how people are interacting with the landing pages that I I am prioritizing in my marketing mix and using all of these different social media platforms to drive awareness to those pages, to drive awareness to products, to features, to specific features within the products, specific features within my services. That's how I use it. That's how my clients use it. And that's how other businesses I've seen success with that have that different marketing mix. They're, they're really pushing everyone to the sales qualified opportunities and then letting their sales team take over from there. So it's really, it's, in today's marketing world, it's really about the marketers having a deep understanding of the customer and then knowing what's driving business results, because that's what matters in today's marketing world. And if you're not keeping up and if you're not evolving with your skill set, then you're just going to continue to re- create reports that only show likes and retweets instead of showing something that's deeply impactful. And, and it actually affects the bottom line of the business. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Digital Dispatch podcast. As always, you can find each show I publish along with more insight over on my website, digitaldispatch.io. If you like this podcast, then I think you'll love another show that I host, Cyberly, which covers the attention economy, B2B marketing, tech, and how it all ties into the world of logistics. That show airs every Thursday from 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time live on FreightWaves TV. There are also some links to my social media accounts along with my products and services that might be of interest to you. You can find them in the show notes or again, over on my website at digitaldispatch.io. If you found this episode helpful or interesting and or entertaining, if you found this episode interesting and or entertaining, be sure to share it with a friend word of mouth is the best kind of marketing. And since podcast discoverability has and remains an issue in this medium, I trust and rely on folks like yourself that will share it with those who would also find it useful. Until next time, my name is Blythe Bramley, and I will see you real soon.